0: From around the bay. It's uh, November 13th, 2018. Where did the summer go? It's been a nice fall for sure uh, here on the East Coast.
1: Um, but, you know, we miss the long, warm days of summer, right? It's been a good summer uh, this year. You
0: know, wrapping things up uh, sailing wise. Uh, it wasn't one of the better uh sailing years that we've had in the past.
1: We had a lot of uh let's call it inclement weather and issues affecting from the inclement weather.
0: Uh we had some nice uh had a couple of nice trips down the bay. Well one down the bay
1: and one up the bay. One up the river, maybe maybe that's what we should call it. Uh weekend in June or a week in June. Uh, starting at, uh, let's see, Baybridge Marina for a wedding
0: we had for good friends of ours. Then we made our way down towards St. Michael's, uh, caught up with some power boating friends from, uh, Skipjack Cove and Northeast River Marina. Uh, spent some time at St. Michael's, worked our way back up to Rock Hall, spent some time in, uh, Haven Harbor, which is our,
1: sort of our go-to marina on the Eastern shore. Uh, on the upper po- portion of the bay, and back home.
0: So it was a good week out on Sundance. Had a few uh, minor mechanical issues uh, that w- that we worked through.
1: Uh, had a really pretty significant blow in uh, Still Pond. Let's see, Friday night, the Friday night after uh, Fourth of July, as we were anchored.
0: Uh, wind came up from probably the north northeast, about 20, 25, maybe gusting 30, all night long. So uh, it was one of those evenings of sitting up most all night on anchor watch, making sure nothing drugged, nothing as far as uh,
1: as far as we're concerned, and as far as our neighbors were concerned.
0: We also had a nice little trip up the uh, Elk River and up the C&D Canal into the uh, Anchorage Basin at uh, Chesapeake City. That was more towards the end. i was Labor Day. matter of fact, um, Labor Day weekend we were up there. It's a short trip for us, but uh, it's always a fun one, uh, for me anyway. Anyway,
1: uh, you know, taking the boat up, uh, anchoring, in the, uh, anchoring in the basin there and uh, riding the diggy in, you know choose a restaurant to go grab some dinner and have some fun at.
0: So, uh, always a good time in Chesapeake city. It was a, it's a funny story. I think Monday, Labor day, Monday, uh, it was foggy, very foggy in the morning. Matter of fact, we we're like, I say, we were in the basin and, uh, had a ship coming through the canal, uh, with this fog horn blaring. So, uh, that's what kind of woke me up in the morning and we were when we were heading back towards northeast anyway and i popped on the vhf uh for a little bit just to listen to the weather uh just to,
1: as i typically do and i didn't really hear any calls from uh from the corps of engineers
0: specifically but not that i was really looking for one either but uh you know i i you know i Usually we rest on channel 16 to, to hear anything that might be happening. And uh, so we, we got everything, uh, got the motor started, anchor pulled up, started heading down the canal, got down a little bit past um, the Delaware responder, and then we heard them come on channel 13 that the canal was closed due to fog. And they had mentioned that uh, there was a couple of people in the canal that evidently weren't listening to the radios. Uh, which wasn't entirely true, I guess just kind of the timing of the whole thing. I'm not sure how often if they do it every half hour or once an hour or, or what the, re- I don't know if requirement's the right word, but how often they typically broadcast when the canal's closed due to fog. But I just sort of missed out on the timing of it all. And at that point, we were uh, we were riding with the tide. It was an ebb tide flowing towards the Chesapeake Bay. So.
1: At that point, we just kept going. Uh, you know, we were about a mile short of Welsh Point at that at that point anyway. So, you know, another another
0: 15 or 20 minutes, and we were out the end of the canal and into
1: the Elk River. But, um, yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh, granddaughter Ella came over and spent some time with us. Came down on the boat. Did
0: some coloring. Uh, we played ukulele gosh not quite sure i did a couple different things good fun though good fun weekend uh, we had good uh had you know we fulfilled our, our charters uh you know i usually like to do 10 charters a uh, a year
1: i think we did 12 i think we did 12 this year i have to go back and count but um yeah had some, had some great charters a uh, matter of fact
0: uh we we did have one we had two that were more motorboat rides than they were sailing. I mean, sometimes when you get in the middle of July, I mean, that's really all there is. Uh, there's not much wind at all. You can kind of float around out there with the sails flapping if you want. But um, and there's there's t- particular days I just we just usually call a motorboat ride and head towards Turkey Point. Um, you know, or maybe down a do a loop around Turkey Point, Sand Island, and and whatnot. But yeah, some great charters. met, met some uh, really great people. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a few of them back next year as we're starting to get some return customers, which is a good thing uh, for anybody in business, I would say. We're getting ready to lay Sundance down for the winter here. Let's like, say today's November the 13th. I think um, I pretty much have most of it ready. I've got the, the plumbings all... That's all winterized. I haven't done the motor yet. I, I thought maybe I'd get out for one more little ride around the river. Um, want I get want get back this weekend. So, but I'll probably we'll probably do that. Uh, we'll put some antifreeze in the motor, and uh call it quits for the year. I'll let Donnie at the marina know uh, at Bay Boat Works that we're ready to come out, and he'll pull us out. You know, whenever he can get us fit into the schedule. Um. So we're doing some preps. Uh, it's it's maintenance, you know, wintertime's maintenance on boats, right? So uh, we're getting ready to do some fairly substantial work over this winter, as we did last winter. Last winter seemed to be like the interior year where we did, we did all the cabin sold and uh, did a bunch of work on the motor uh re-sewed cushions re uh covers for all the cushions which i'm gonna to have to do that again this year you know uh it was my first attempt at selling i bought myself a, a little brother sewing machine and i mean it turned out okay it looked all right, it looked all right in the beginning of the year but as the summer uh as the summer wore on we had people come come on board the boat and Sitting and you know moving around on the cushions, they don't look so good now. So we'll probably do that again this year. But um, my plan this year is we're going to pull the rig out of it again. Uh, we did that two years ago. We're going to do it again this year, and I want to redo the rigging. Uh, it's it's rod rigging. It's a 1986 boat. I assume that it's the original rigging. I don't have anything that tells me or shows me different. Um, I don't know, I mean you can have you can have the rods as they say reheaded uh there's one company in Annapolis that that has a machine it's a it's a ten thousand pound press machine uh hydraulic machine where they cut the old uh the ends off uh the rod heads off, and they rehead the uh the rod and I was thinking about doing that, and I was down there last week talking to uh the rigging company about that and of course i'm just really looking to get the rods reheaded and, and you know and talking with them the it, you know the project creep started all you know already is you know um we need to pull the, all the um all the fittings off the boat and take them down we need to look at the mast we need to do this we need to do that so you know oh and while we were at it we might as well buy a new uh, furler and i'm like yeah. I'm not one of these uh persons with a you know an unlimited checkbook like a lot of these people that keep their votes in Annapolis. You know, we're on a pretty
1: fairly strict budget uh, with our little business.
0: So I've been thinking for a while now, and it all I probably started with Andy Shell talking to Brian Toss and then John Franta from Caligo Marine about the uh, the Dyneema. And I'm really, I'm really thinking about that now. Um, I actually, Andy kind of sent me a a message. I posted it on one of the Facebook groups I'm on and he kind of replied and answered one of the questions that I had, you know, about stretch and creep, uh, in the line. But, um, of course, the traditional rigging shops aren't big on the, you know, they're, they're not big on the idea of, of swapping everything out to Dyneema, especially Rod. But I sent uh, a request to Caligo Marine last week uh, as far as, you know, some help and some pricing on, on what I need. And they've gotten back to me, and they've sent me a PDF of uh, exactly how to go about measuring for what I need to do, and uh, and as as I've been pretty sure in the back of my mind, I think the Dynema would do a perfect job of of replacing the rod rigging that's on the boat. oh, and I've also been watching some video, let's see from the rigging doctor, uh, herb uh, from Baltimore, who's now uh, across the big pond over in Europe somewhere now on his boat. Yeah, he had rigged it all in Dynema. And sailing Zingaro, I think, is the other YouTube uh, channel that I've been watching, and he did the same thing. He uh, he rigged, he had a cat has a catamaran.
1: He rigged in uh, with Dyneema. Um So yeah, I'm uh, I'm really thinking seriously about that. Um,
0: as I said, Caliga marine sent me uh, a PDF and, and some a uh, couple of things to fill out so they can sort out exactly what I what I need, how many and how much that I need, and, and get some pricing on that. And, um, you know, the, the only question, the only big question for me is the headstay. I mean, I have a Mark, Harkin Mark II furler. I'm not in a position to buy a new furler for the boat when this one works perfectly fine, you know, for what I'm doing with it. And you really can't, you really can't use the Dyneema, uh, as I understand, you know, on a traditional um, furler such as I have. So I'm not sure. I, I suppose that uh, we have to leave that rod, and that's and actually that's the one. Uh, that's the one piece of rod, the the top of the headstay, the fitting is the, what I'm uh, of anything. I would be concerned about the fitting that's up there. It didn't look. Uh, I mean, I guess it looked fine, but it just looked odd when I had to have rigged down two years ago. So, uh, you know, that 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 um, force day probably, I guess I'll probably have to get it replaced. The question is, how do you pull the old rod out and the new rod in? Uh, I've watched people on YouTube do it with fish tapes. I think I was watching Drake Paragon, uh, his rigger mark down in Oriental. But his was wire, though. Now that I think about it, but he actually welded the new uh, the new wire onto the old wire, and you know, uh, hit it with a grinder a couple times to make it the same size, and just pulled it right on through. So I'm not sure. I uh, that's a big question at this point. What to do with that? So the big thing would be get the rig off the boat here in another couple of weeks and uh, get all this get all this measured out. And, you know, do some more ask some more questions to with uh have some more conversations with Collego Marine, probably Google a bunch more, read a bunch more, rewatch some of these YouTube videos that I've been watching over and over and over on this whole process uh on what to do. But I think um I think in the end it's I think I think it'll be really cool to do. I'd real I'd really love to have the boat done in more of a traditional look. I mean, uh, you know, it's a CNC 35. It's a good fast boat. It used to be, you know, they were all good race boats. I'm not, I've not particularly been racing. I mean, you know, I'll go out with the, uh, if the Northeast River Yacht Club guys are out there on Thursday nights, I'll go out there and race around with them a little bit, and I'll go to their invitationals. But, and, you know, it's not, I'm not like campaigning the boat on the Chesapeake for, you know, some sort of a PHRF. Um, award or or trophy or something so um i think that uh the dynamo will do
1: well for the stuff that we do and since uh since we're pulling the rig off kind of opens up the deck a little bit um i want to repaint
0: topside in the spring which was kind of the first thing i wanted to do anyway the the uh the rig was sort of a not an afterthought but i thought well, I got to pull the, uh, pull the rig down so I can pull all the hardware off the deck so I can, you know, get it prepped and sanded and faired and
1: filled and stress cracks filled and fixed and all that, um, for paint. So it just sort of that, you
0: know, that idea led into the whole, the whole replacing the rig idea anyway. But, um, I was talking to my old buddy, the glass man, Mister Daryl Youngblood. He's down in the Keys uh, now, doing yacht work in the Keys. How um, about paint's outside? He was up uh, about a month and a half ago. We were talking about this. So I'm looking to do. Uh, I'm looking to do all bri- uh, all grip, uh, and. I'm not sure if it's two part or one part though. I, I'm still I'm still trying to get my head around all this. Uh, you know, I watch uh, Andy at the uh, boatworks today. Uh, watch watch his any painting that he's been doing. Oh, plus uh, Moss from uh, Sailing Life too. Uh, you know, it's a great wealth of information there for anybody that's that's working on their boat. It's, especially with, with Moss, you know, it's one of those deals where, you know. It's his first time through most all of this, too. So I'm watching to see if and what mistakes he makes and, you know, hopefully copy those mistakes or not copy the mistakes, not repeat those mistakes uh, in doing this. So uh, I've been in uh, we've been uh, I've been grinding out the stress cracks here uh, for a weekend or two with a little Dremel tool and a little kind of a grinder bit on the end of it. Um, most of them I'm grinding all the way down to the fiberglass. Um, the glassman tells me you, you, you grind it out until you can't see the crack anymore. Well, typically that's all the way down to the glass, which
1: is okay. Um, and then, uh, I mix up some, um, West Systems Epoxy with a little bit of chopped up
0: fiberglass in there and fill the, uh, fill the cracks in. And I have pretty much the port side all done. At this point, i got to start work on the starboard side this weekend when I get back. But um, fill that in, I guess, uh, some fairing compound, fair it out, sand it out, get it nice and smooth. Uh, All grip, or as, what do they call it? I think it's called 245 primer uh, that's put on to make, just make sure everything's white on top. I actually had done some, a little bit of painting Two, two years, or two winters ago, well, two springs ago, uh, I laid some gray non-skin on top, the very top coach roof. Um, I keep getting my uh, my stones busted for being this kind of three-color person by my wife, you know, a base color, a trim color, and then so, some sort of a, an accent color. And I thought the gray would would look okay. I mean, it doesn't look bad, but I think I just, in turn, now I just want the I just want the whole deck to be white. But anyhow, so we'll pull the rig off. Uh, I got to pull all the uh, hardware off the deck. I have two spots I think that are wet. Uh, I got a little spongy spot right around the mast base, and right around uh, where one of the ch- the port chain plate goes through, which is a typical area for water in a in a boat deck. So um, I I'm I'm, I'm I'm thinking about just doing the get rod, or you know, drill the holes and fill it full of epoxy, as opposed to, you know, hacksawing—not hacksawing, but uh, sawing it out and pulling all the
1: old plywood out and redoing it, or all the old core, I should say, and redoing that. Uh, and
0: that—that—that opinion is subject to change too, as I uh, as I work through this, because. I guess we're really kind of thinking about it the the git rot or filling it with epoxy is sort of a stopgap but it's not really fixing the issue. So I don't know. I got to we got to work on that a bit more. But uh anyhow, we'll get all that fixed up, get the hardware off. I'm going to refill all the uh, holes that the you know, the hard uh, the hardware was mounted in. Might even change a few things around here the way things are mounted on the deck, but uh I want to get everything good and solid topside and get it all sealed, paint it, and then we'll redrill the holes and remount all the deck hardware. So um, a lot of work over the winter uh, for sure. You know, that's why I'm getting, trying to get ahead of it now. You know, especially during the coldest part of the winter too, January, February gets really miserable, you know, working outside on that deck so if i can get most of that stuff done you know by january 1 because you know our our winters are fairly reasonable you know until until january january late january february get here then it gets really pretty miserable to work on on anything so uh we'll see we'll get all that done maybe take a couple weeks there in the middle of the winter
1: off and get back hard on it you know late march or early april um and we'll see but uh should be uh should be a a busy year of yacht maintenance
0: boat maintenance oh I have a a little bit of an issue in the transmission on my yanmar 3gm 30 boxtrot um i'm gonna pull the transmission off and uh I got a little issue in there I got to take care of, but it's easy to do on the boat. Uh, once I get the, you just back the prop shaft out, and it's I can get right in, unbolt it, hopefully pull it out. I've been reading some uh, horror stories lately of the shafts being rusted, you know, the shaft that connects the transmission to the engine being rusted, which that would really be bad if that's the case. But I don't know. You never know until you get in there. But uh, anyhow, that kind of uh, wraps up the summer, a little bit of a uh, looking forward, you know, through the winter, what we're going to be doing on the boat. And so I think, uh, you know, and now we're not so busy as we were with all the, the chartering and the the weekend trips we were doing. Uh, so hopefully I get this podcast a little bit more on track than what I've been here in the past uh, several months. So, anyhow, um, that kind of wraps it up for this update. Uh, I have so a couple more podcasts lined up for not specifically about boning. Uh, I happen to be in uh, Anchorage, Alaska, right at the moment for work, and uh, I kind of—it's my fourth trip up here. I really, I really do like it. So, I want to talk a little bit about Anchorage and the uh, the surrounding areas. So, get. Great maritime history here, uh, aviation history, just, I don't know. It's very interesting to me anyway. So, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll catch you here very soon with a new podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. You can check us out at www.sundancemarine.net. You can find us on Facebook at Sundance Marine LLC. And you can find us on Instagram at Cap. CAPT underscore Scott. Have a great day. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you.